This is the Nomad Podcast with your host, The Viper. What is going on, guys? It's Viking here with another episode of the Nomad Podcast. We uh, got quite a good little episode for you, a little bit of filler with uh, Parabellum coming up this weekend, July 18th, um, starting on the Saturday morning. I uh, figured it'd be a good chance to kind of throw out a little bit of the information that some people maybe haven't had a chance to read or for people that aren't going to the game to um, have a chance to kind of understand what's going to go on on this game, being one of the First major milsims in Ontario Airsoft post-COVID or during during all this stuff. So there's definitely a lot of rules um, that are going to be in place that aren't in place in a lot of other games that we're used to going to. So uh, had Caleb over, can do NL4 for a little little few few drinky poos. We're we're drinking vodka waters right now. I'm on a I'm on a keto diet, so the the beer's kind of out right now. But, um, yeah, go ahead and take a listen to that. I'm not going to waste too much of your time just talking by myself. we got a good hour of time there. Shooting the shit with Caleb, talking about a few things that the team's doing um, while all this has been going on outside of Airsoft. Because it's been almost, for a lot of us, um, it's been over three months since we've been able to play. I know a few of us were lucky enough to have local fields that opened up for walk-on games and whatnot. This is going to be the first major Melsim of the year for a lot of us and it's kind of crazy to think that it's been this long till we play so um hope you guys enjoy that and i will see you at the end of the episode for the great fucking guy of the week hey it's keanu and you're listening to viking rocking the only airsoft podcast worth listening to the nomad podcast if you like airsoft related content you can join me live every thursday night at 8 p.m on instagram at keanu.airsoft for more airsoft related goodness until then let's get back to the show and listen to viking doing his cool guy shit What's going on, guys? Welcome back. We're here in the studio again with my boy, Kandu. What's up? We're uh, we're drinking vodka waters here today, so cheers. No, uh, Cheers to that keto life you're living. Yeah, no no beer cracking sound. He's got a dog hair in his, and he's just drinking around it. Drink around it. That's all. It's extra fiber. Um, So we really just kind of were talking today, and maybe we'd do a little bit of an interview about the stuff that the team's been up to during this whole COVID. I mean, we're kind of getting close to the the tail end of everything that's been going on. Um, one huge announcement is that Picton has been brought into Phase 3, meaning that we can... Yeah, that was news to me when I showed up. Uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I'm in a group chat with Mitch and Matt and Adam, so they uh, there was a post about that today, so that's awesome. That'll be... And it's still not completely wide open, but it allows for a little bit more of... A little bit more freedom. A little bit more freedom, and I know they were having a lot of troubles with how they were going to operate camping for their games, because a lot of people travel 
yeah very far like for us what's it like a five four hours hour, four and a half five hour yeah um so it kind of makes it hard to not be able to camp on site and drive up the uh the morning of but with everything that's going on now it looks like camping is going to be back to normal for their events later in the year i know they're keeping parabell on the same with the very restrictive camping rules that they have yeah only like non-local players if you're driving driving more than like two hours away or something like that they made uh, it made it very clear to say no kegger yeah and no violence like what Which, the fuck yeah like, <laughs> what but it does look like the rules will be back to normal for narco so hopefully i can try and kill brad this year yeah um but i'm probably gonna bring whiskey so uh lock your closets i guess <laughs> What a delicious vodka water. I know, it's so flavorful. It's not the worst, though. It's not the worst drink. I mean... It's nowhere near the best. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the big things that I've been doing over this, uh, I guess, I almost think of it as a break, more or less. Like, it doesn't even... I mean, obviously, that's probably because I haven't been directly affected by anything in it. Yeah. But the whole, like, shutdown of everything just more which feels like a big pause on life it's the biggest just yeah biggest pause of life yeah and obviously we're we're doing things that we're supposed to be doing in may yeah come friday like and obviously we feel very sorry for all everyone that was touched by it or affected by it but like for us it definitely just like shut down everything we do as a group of friends and a team yeah literally just everything's just been straight on pause come yeah since like march that's yeah, hard thinking back that it was in March that 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 everything started happening. Like it almost feels like it's only been a couple of months. <laughs> it almost it almost feels like it was like yesterday though. Like as as slow as everything's been going, it's also been kind of fast. And I like Niagara is not yeah. out of phase two yet. But when we when everywhere else went into phase one, we were held back for a couple weeks anyways. So. Um, yeah. But it allows for phase two allows for or sorry phase three, yeah allows for a hundred people indoors, so a lot of stuff yeah. is going to start opening back up, and it's one of those things like, um, that's bitching for me. Yeah, come September. <laughs> yeah. Um. So for anybody that doesn't know, Caleb is getting married this September. Getting um, that hitched. He was uh, on an earlier podcast where we talked all about that, but for. Black Cell, though, it really opens up a lot of their ability to have games because the problem with where they host their games um, in Picton at PRZ is a lot of the map is indoor. Yeah. So I would say like 60-40 split or something like that. Like Yeah. They're also being very uh, diligent about face masks at their event. Crazy diligent. Yeah. They're they're making their own. Yeah. They're making their own masks, which is awesome because then they're not expecting people to bring things that they might not have. Yeah. But on the other hand, if we're this far into COVID, you should probably have a fucking mask. I own three. Yeah. But like, yeah, they're really covering their asses with supplying a mask to people who come in. But like, you can't even just like walk in and register or whatever. You have to be like pre-registered online you drive up, they come to your vehicle wearing the setup that they have to to be safe. They hand you a mask and everything like that, so it's all clean when you get to, when you get it. And then you just go to your camping spot until basically game start. Yeah, so it's really great to see that they're doing that. The rules are 
you're you don't have to wear a mask outdoors correct um but if you go to any sort of the indoor portion you have to be wearing your face mask um which could just be like a neck tube thing to pull up or whatever yeah it doesn't have probably to be what i'm gonna have yeah i, I definitely prefer the some the kind of tubes. a bandana or whatever right just um but either way it's great to see that they're supplying something uh i i prefer the neck tubes as well i i find that it fit a little bit better not as tight on the big noses <laughs> you get a big fuck i nose. have a big boy nose um yeah, so it's good to see that they're not changing any of those mask rules just because Picton's going to Phase 3. Um, but I'm fairly certain that Niagara's the only place right... like Well, one of the only places right now that it's not mandatory that you have to wear masks places. Yeah, because I think it's just because our population isn't so dense like Toronto. Mm-hmm. Toronto's just a cesspool of germs right now. It's It's, it's gross. It's so funny, though, like, looking back years, when you see people from, like, China or Japan and stuff like that yeah. walking around here with, like, masks on. And you're like, why are you wearing a yeah, mask? Like, what's, what's the fuck? <laughs> and then you think, like, you see, like, pictures from over there where everyone's walking around masks on. And we'd always just be like, oh, that's kind of weird, stupid, like, whatever, a weirdo. And then now we're in a world where we're... If you're not wearing a mask in a public place, people are like, like, what the fuck is that what, guy doing? What's that weirdo doing? <laughs> yeah. It it's it's definitely a bit of a a change in, in pace of life, but it's not a huge issue at the same time, like so many people are making it. Yeah, it's not it's it's a it's a mask. It's a barely even an inconvenience. It's yeah. not and the thing too is My only inconvenience is that I can't find one big enough for my face. Yeah. My ears just go monkey on me and then they just eventually flick off. You need annoying. to um, talk to Chris from uh, Task, Force De- Task Force Delta. He makes he makes the ear savers. I'm pretty sure yeah. Tony also makes some too. Tony, I, my back. I, it's not that. It's I need the, the 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 bands to be bigger. Oh, the loops. I need the loops to be bigger. That's it fits fine on my face and everything. It just it's too short to go to my ears, so it's, <laughs> it stops like here. I'm actually, I'm pretty sure I haven't wore an actual mask once. I've always wore, like, our work gave out um, those head sock things. Mm. Um, so I've just always been using that. Yeah, I want one of those. Give a second. Yeah. It's like, I wanted to use it for Airsoft um, when we went to DMZ, but it's, like, fluorescent yellow. So. No one's going to look for fluorescent yellow in the woods. No one. They're going to look for that camo guy. The be- yeah, the best camo. <laughs> Hidden in plain sight. Exactly. Who's going to look for that construction worker? <laughs> but uh, moving on to some of the other things that are changing with Parabellum coming up. Um, obviously, because of necessity, they've changed their medic rule. Yeah. Um, and they just decided, instead of trying to make something weird and complicated, like I know some people, some places have like introduced pool noodles that you can like go out and press against. Yeah, there's um, a pool noodle. I know at NQ... I was there the other day, and they were saying, like, as a medic, you see someone down, you go near them, not within the, the six foot or whatever, and then together, you then count to 30. Oh. So we both be like, one, two, three, and then hmm. once 30 is done, then they're back in. I'm like, that's weird. It's kind of weird, because like, I find the hard part with a lot of medic rules at places is it just like creates another avenue for people to cheat basically yeah like 
you can do a 30 count really fast or you can just do a 15 count and say you said 30 like there's so many things and especially adding on an additional where you don't have to be touching it's like well what's yeah. the distance that i can start counting with you can i be behind a totally different cover like i'm assuming so yeah just use your mind power <laughs> i'm mind doing you like professor x i like i like the idea of involving mind healing um, boom but just think it and it's done with um but back to parabellum yeah but with parabellum they've decided to completely take out the medic rule um yep. once you're shot you're gone just it's go back to your spawn halo legendary stat you you die you go back yeah like, <laughs> so that's that's pretty interesting to see um i am a little bit surprised they didn't try and try and figure something else out yeah but i can definitely understand the decision just be like fuck it it's just one more place where things could go wrong um, and having medic rules at this one isn't really the most important thing. It's not like a big squad dynamic game. Yeah. Um, but well, that's, that's the thing too. It's I, I keep forgetting that it's not squad based. Yeah. Because we decided early in the year, even for non-squad based games, we're going to act like it's squad based just to yeah. keep that cohesion. And then we don't see or hang out for months on end. I don't know how to airsoft anymore. <laughs> I was I was pretty surprised with how good the team was with not just getting together anyways. I think we just like the break from you. I think <laughs> I hey, I agree. I did too. I uh um, my liver was like, huh. <laughs> oh, this isn't so this? bad. What's this? What's a hangover? Yeah. We're getting into Millsim season again, so it's time to start it back up. I know. <laughs> it's I got a lot of catching up to do and like I don't even know what to pack for this weekend. I like, I'm thinking, and I'm like, I forgot how to airsaw. I just forgot how to pack for a milsim. And with this game, because they got the whole boxes off to the side to buy your equipment back, and that's a whole nother thing. It's it's just adding to my confusion, and not going to lie, I get stressed. <laughs> you know. It really worked out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I freak out yeah. the, the week before a game, and that's just a normal game. It's true. I, and here uh, I am recording a podcast with you. Yeah, instead of going through your stuff, I actually plan on going through my stuff today too. But um, my kit's been in my truck for like two and a half weeks. Uh, <laughs> I went the last. You empty your magazines at least. No, no, no. I don't oh, do they're that. not gonna work. Yeah, but that's why I buy those like uh, cheap, those like eight, cheap eight dollar mags. The most eight dollarest box of mags. Yeah, and then I just don't take care of them. And I'll tell you what though. For being so cheap, I've had those mags for a long time. I don't know how that's happening. I'll tell you what. I'm pretty sure the last, like, 40 BBs don't shoot out of them. That's fair. <laughs> There's been a couple of times where I'm like, I'm pretty sure this mag was full. Um, it just stops working. It's like, please throw me out. Please I, throw me out. Oh, no. I just act like I did that on purpose, and I prefer real cap. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm I'm so cool. I did that one interview with the black line stuff, and now I'm a real cap guy. Real cap could go for those D Day mags. Yeah, let's do the real cap things. I think that's one thing uh, this year. Not by this weekend, but I want to get a proper set of like probably six mags. Some nice matching. I actually, take care of them. Like mine. Yeah, I like the D Day ones a lot. the The only thing I have an issue with is when you do switch it to that thirty limit capacity that you got to really be careful when you're loading yeah didn't you break with it? an odin well it'll just push through and it'll just like kind of pop back to oh, okay. normal 
So I didn't actually break it, thank God. You just thought you did. Because they were brand new. Yeah, I remember. I think it was but like they're there cheaper when you than the Aries expensive mags. So those are like 25, and then the D days are like 23 or something. Yeah. Well, depend, depending on if I end up like getting further into black line, because that's definitely one of my goals um, this year. Yeah. Uh, well, well, throughout this year and last year, or sorry, next year. Yeah. Um, I might just get like probably three real cap mags. You could just buy, yeah. You could just get magazines that are real cap. Yeah, and that's probably easier. Yeah, and I probably only go with like three or so because a lot of their games are based on like covert ops and trying to be like you're not carrying ten mags on you. Yeah, like legit. Yeah, stuff. I kind of want to do the the weighted plates. Yeah. If I do, if I go back to play carry like uh, Tony. Great fucking guy. Great fucking guy. I saw him put on his rig, and I'm like, fuck, that looks heavy. You got plates in there? He's like, I got training ones. I'm like, ah, man, that would be kind of cool. It's kind of cool. It feels better, eh? Like, I, I was looking at that, too, and I got the foam ones in, but the training plates are kind of cool. Would yeah. you go with the... I got, like, rigid foam ones, which are nice. Yeah. How heavy would you go? Like, what are they? What are his? I don't know. They're probably five pounds. I don't know. Five I don't know. Tens? I'd have to look. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look into it. I honestly don't know off the top of my head how heavy training plates are. I also haven't touched my plate carrier in over a year. Yeah, because you went to... Chester Egg. Emerson made a, a Haley strategic looking thing. Super knockoff, but you know what? It's pretty great for the price. Yeah, no, and you and got that. everyone's running it. At, like, everyone, everyone has that fucking thing. Fucking Graham, Pete, Brad has the legit one. Um, Wouldn't you feel pretty stupid? I mean, well, this is one of those things where, like... Being an airsoft guy, if you're all about, you know, having, like, real steel stuff, then that's cool, that's your thing. But would you feel pretty stupid spending, you know, three, four hundred bucks on a chess rig, and then Emerson makes one out that's... For like, 80 bucks. For, like, 80 bucks that <laughs> looks the exact same. Obviously not tested as rigorously to the whole, you know, like, yeah, in a, in a real-life well, like, so real situation, the Haley Strategic is 9 million percent better, but... Their cummerbund inserts are definitely better, but, like, I've looked at the like comparing the two and like visually and just kind of feeling it i'm really digging the emerson yeah i know like, that's I've, I've heard that from a lot of people i don't uh i don't wear a chest rig because um, i'm a chubby boy big boy big boy um yeah. and i like i like my setup this year like so you switched to plate uh to chest rig chest rig yeah i switched to a plate carrier but a far more um condensed one i used to have like a big rig it was the yeah. same it was the same uh plate carrier but i had on a um an attachment on the front that would i could carry like eight wow. mags on the yeah. front and then like two grenade pouches pistol mag and so I, I dropped it down to what were you at 38 magazines for nightfall last year yeah yeah i carried 38 magazines i still carry one two three four six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve i have 12 mags on my plate carrier still that is a lot uh, not as eight much of as eight before. of them though aren't necessarily accessible to me like they're kind of on the back part of oh my buddy mags on. yeah but i mean like uh, if i had to i don't normally count buddy mags i carry seven on me yeah so but i am also chest rig i keep lightweight and i am the first or second through the door yeah. with little brad so he's ahead because i can shoot above him yeah with me so like the ones that are on my sides if i had to i could get to them but I couldn't put mags back into those pouches, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I always I always re-index because everyone's like, oh, I carry six plus one in the gun. And I'm like, but where do you 
put that magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Like I get people who use dump pouches, but I I would do I, I only use my dump pouch to carry in like extra magazines if I'm able to run back to CP, rebomb, grab extra mags and like run off to yeah. my friends or that's that's put, one put, that... the, put an objective based thing in there. It's it's just a yeah, I I realized this year um that I was really overusing my dump pouch. Yeah. Um like but I'll, like I've also been shooting a lot more this year. Like I used to be a pretty pretty standoffish on actual shooting like I cuz yeah. I was lead from the back you guys like doing stuff or whatever, but now that I've been playing a lot more walk-ons just like trying to get in gunfights, I'm just tearing through mags and I'll throw them in my dump pouch and then you'll run. And then I'll run and yep. I'll hear like clack 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 clack. Yep. It's like oh and shit. Spanking your ass saying go get them. Yeah. <laughs> it's and then you try, when you're trying to re-index your mags when you have like seven empty ones, it's just you really got to make a habit out of it. Yeah. I mean, it's like do your one practice. Or, do your one or two mags into the dump pouch when you're like in the middle of a gunfight, but if you have time. If I'm it, well, yeah, and it, it is definitely situational, but a lot of the times if I'm hosing down an area or something like that, I'll just grab from my belt, drop that magazine on the ground, and do a super quick reload so I don't have to, like, move or whatever. But while I'm doing that, I can, if I can see it in my peripheral, I'll just quickly grab it and then put it in the pouch that I just pulled a new mag from. Yeah. And then I'm set la- like that. That's another big reason that I use those like eight dollar mags, because you run away from them. I just yeah. <laughs> I think I lost over two hundred dollars worth of gear at uh, per, uh not Parabellum um, Daybreak, Icebreaker. No Nightfall last year. I lost two pistol mags, um, so which are like 30, thirty bucks a pop, so sixty. No, uh, so one yeah, but but one was the extended one, the oh. fucking hundred dollar whatever Glock mag. Oh my god. It was when do you so do you remember? Bucks. Yeah, do you remember when we we were on Northfield and we had pushed up a little bit and didn't realize that we were basically in the enemy spawn and we had a gunfight oh, in the woods. Oh yeah, that was fucked. So we were having a gunfight, doing amazing, like doing cover and move, like trying to fall back. An so accidental we were, firefight, I would say. Yeah, we had no idea that we were in the enemy yeah. spawn, and so like we thought there was like a few guys, and then they just came out as full force. Right, because normally their spawn is like that airstrip or whatever, and that year they switched or something. Yeah, something yeah. got switched, and it was like closer than normal. Um, and so we had a squad of, I think there was like five of us. Yeah. At that point, um, we had moved up, and then we started taking fire, and we were just laying hate on these guys as we fell back. Yeah. I'm sure most of us got out, didn't we? I know a couple of us, Whoa, I think like maybe like two died, but like for the most part, we got out really, like we played really well. I probably got my ass beat. I'm trying to remember who it was I got out with. I know it was like me, Brandon, and one other person, but I forget who it was. Graham, maybe? Uh, no, he wouldn't have been at Nightfall with us. Pete? Maybe Pete. Um, He's a slippery I know Brad. I know Brad got hit. Uh, but anyways, so I was laying on the ground, and the way that my old chest rig was set up, my pistol mags were open. And so yeah. I dropped those somewhere, and then during the firefights, I was just dropping my mags thinking that, okay, like, as soon as I die, I'll just go and, like, grab my shit or whatever. Well, then I didn't end up dying. No. So it was like I just, like, left the shit behind. I was like, hey, like, I'll go back for it later. And then by the time that I remembered that I had to go next, back there. Next week later. Yeah, it was it was fucked. <laughs> I'm like, that was, like, the most expensive game of Airsoft I've ever played. So was Kyle's. Yeah. 
because he flew home, yeah, played, and then flew back to work. That's that's determination. That was like right a there. two grand weekend for him. Yeah, guy. Uh, so yeah. defect. He'll he'll be on the podcast sometime soon. He uh, you want a who? You'll love him. He's a great uh, great guy. But he works out of town. Same with heavy. They work at the same place. They work out in Al- uh, Alberta. Uh, Fort McMurray. Fort, Fort McMurray, wherever yeah. that is. Um, North of it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't work. I don't know my map at all. I don't um, work there, so who yeah. needs to know that? <laughs> so they fly, they do three weeks on, three weeks off, and they fly home back and forth every time. Yeah. Well, how Nightfall fell last year, Kyle was away, but he wanted to play so bad that he took the weekend off work, flew home, yeah. played the game, and then flew back. And they do like, so what, it's like three weeks champ. on the whole time. So it's like three weeks of 12-hour days, and then they're off for three weeks, whatever. Yeah. Um. So that's really, that's determination to play. It really shows you uh, how good Nightfall is in, in Ontario Airsoft. Um. And, if you, if you, and he definitely got killed a game. Oh, yeah. He did a full-blown squad wipe. It was more, it was like half a team yeah. wipe. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. Because we decided just to bum rush the entire opposing side and he was just hanging back because he heard something and the next you know it was like 30 guys that ran past him and he's yeah. just like i'm gonna stay here for an extra minute okay now let's shoot them all and they just every single one i'm like holy shit yeah i think that was like the only because we we're attacking the church or something <gasps> no sorry that i think that was narco was it narco? I think yeah, it was, well, it was narco. Oh, my bad. Um, but same, it was on. It was on the north field, right outside of uh, kitchen. He had kind of stuck up. Yeah, that play was narco, but him flying was was definitely nightfall. Um, my bad. But yeah, it, it's kind of one of those things. Like Kyle's one of the only players on the team that just like gets a pass to go and do whatever he wants. Yeah, him. Pete's, Pete's pretty good. Bet Pete doesn't ask. Half the time, yeah, we, we're gone. We're pretty strict on our. This year, we're cracking down on a lot on making sure that people, our squad cohesion is good. But Pete's pretty good for like every time that he has fucked off, he, he doesn't really get killed. Yeah, he'll he will wrap around the enemy forces multiple times in the same route. And Kyle is the only like confirmed full blown squad is, wipe I've ever seen. He is Call of Duty. Yeah, like. No, no question about it. No, like story three, from someone saying they did something. We three sixty no scope. Yeah, like I witnessed that. We, like, he's I was walking fucked. back dead when it happened because we were doing a big push, and then there's like all these dead guys and Kyle just standing by them with all their money. And I was yeah. like, what the? F-? Like a wide open field too. It's not even like he like did anything. It was like an open field and he just trashed them all. So that was they good. may as well just hand him the money. <laughs> but speaking, oh, and Graham. Yeah, Graham. Those, Graham's pretty those good. Those three are. And the more Graham plays, the better it gets. So it's good. I know he's yeah. relatively newer, but he's definitely. Uh, but we are def- we're really trying to work on keeping our squad a hundred percent together. Yeah. But speaking of players getting shot, that kind of takes us to the respawn rules of um, Parabellum coming up this week. I know. I'd love to think that everybody listening that's going has a hundred percent listened to the rules. Did you get that dog here? Well, I drank around it. Nice. That's how you do it. I'm just um, trying to get it out so I can get a refill. Just drink around it again. If you did it once, you can do it twice. Nah. Just eat it. I think that's an eyelash. Make a wish? <laughs> Crap, it's in my cup. Oh, it's in my cup again. 
Um, oh, crap. So the respawn rules at Parabellum are pretty cool this year. What, pretty, pretty cool? Pretty pretty cool. I'm pretty sure I said pretty cool. I heard pool. So there's actually two respawns for each faction. Yeah. Um, basically, there's your main safe zone faction that every game has. And then there's a mobile respawn of sorts um, that if you get hit, you can choose to respawn at. But how it works is really cool. With the Parabellum rules, they're implementing like a gold um so kind of like Narcos State where you have a certain amount of money on you and then if you get killed, the player that kills you takes all your uh, money. Except this time it's like gold coins. Like in the John Wick series. Like, yeah, because it's very based on John Wick. Um, but your commanders, uh, I'm one of those. <laughs> I am the commander for the Murphy Clan. Am I second in command or something? No, Brian is actually. Woo, thank God. Yeah, Brian's doing my 2IC this year. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, your commander chooses how much money, or sorry, to like refill the mobile spawn with coins. Because when you die, you drop your coin. You have to go back to a spawn, grab a coin, and go back out. Yeah. So what's kind of cool about that is the money that you're collecting is also the money you're doing to purchase weapons and stuff to get your weapons back. Mm, so night the, vision. And yeah. So it becomes a bit of a strategic thing of yeah. really wanting to protect your mobile spawn but also not wanting your guys to use it if they don't have to um because you have to pay for it whereas a lot of games a mobile spawn is just like yeah it's so convenient use that and protect it just so we can keep using it where now it's like you might not want guys to be using mobile spawn if we're pretty okay like holding okay just make the walk back to normal spawn yeah and like mobile spawn isn't new for these guys either but like this is this is pretty intense yeah this game yeah, this is going to be intense, and there's have, also... You have to buy your guns and stuff, and it's not like it'll cost one coin the entire time. It can... Yeah. The, just like the gas prices, it'll go up and it'll go down. Like, it'll, mm. like, it's always fluctuating. It's what they're feeling, I guess. Yeah, that's one thing that I don't really know how they're going to... I don't know how that's going to work. I really hope it does. I hope it ends up being the best and everyone loves it. I feel um, after an hour or two, once once that that kink is kind of gone through, then it'll just flow nicely. Once everyone yeah. has a like physical understanding of what's going on, not just through text or yeah. videos or whatever. And the, they're always good about doing a really good um, pre-game explanation of everything. Well, then they also do draws. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. So I didn't know how they were really going to pull off having to buy your weapons. Everyone has to keep a lockbox somewhere, and then someone would bring them whatever they had bought. Yeah. But they've made it very clear that how lockboxes are going to work is you keep your lockbox somewhere all locked up so no one else can touch it. And when you go to buy something, the game control will bring you your full box while wearing full mask, full gloves, and everything. Um, So that way you don't have to worry about any sort of transmittance of... COVID or sickness. Yeah. If you have COVID, please do not go. Yeah, get the fuck out. <laughs> like, Holy. do not go anywhere, please. Um, the one thing that I always think about now, though, is how is when, like, the winter starts to come around and people would usually start getting, like, a little cold and stuff like that anyways. Yeah. And before you would never really think too much of, like, a little cold. Yeah. It really makes you think how the world's going to be this year when all of a sudden you get like a little cough and you're like, I cannot leave my house because people will 
Fucking banish I... me. So after we went on our winter vacation, I came back. It's been a couple weeks. And I start feeling a little sick. Then my boss was like, if you have a slight cough, you have to stay home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shit. So I had to stay home for the two weeks or whatever. It was kind of fun. Play a little Call of Duty or whatever. But I uh, I get... It's happened every year. I get one cold a year. I'll get it around like January, something like that. But that comes all with like... Which a, makes sense. I work I work outside in the cold. I don't always dress yeah. perfectly, appropriately. But also, a lot of this... It's funny, like looking back on it. Like I go to the gym a lot when they're open. So I, it's just a cesspool of germs. Like everyone's just touching the same shit over and over again. There's that guy not wiping his bench. Yeah, now more than ever, the whole wiping your benching. Like, before, when I really thought about wiping stuff down, it was more for, like, get your sweat off it. It's gross. Yeah, I didn't really think of it in uh, disinfect so you're not spreading germs away, so... Well, and, like, when I went with you to Crunch all the time, back in the day, and, like, there was this one guy who apparently looked a lot like me, but he was just, like, three feet taller. Oh, God. And that guy consistently never wiped and i wanted to be like yo that's nasty man <laughs> that's like gross. like look at the, that cesspool of puddle you just left like that's like that taint guy at the the sauna <laughs> that was disgusting yeah we went to uh we went to a sauna one time and a guy sat down beside us he was there ahead of time like, we it? walked in and he's there and we see him have like a towel or whatever type shit and we're like all right cool like whatever we have our towel we're also wearing our boxers because we're not nasty. And then, like, we're talking about airsoft, probably. The guy leaves. I see his butt cheeks. I'm like, why did I just see his butt cheeks? I looked over it. You could just see... Just big old ball marks. You could see his ball marks and stuff. And there's a sign that says, no bare ass sitting. Yeah, like... like I can ugh. understand not wearing to wear your want to wear your boxers in a sauna. But don't put your nuts over. directly on the seats where other people have to sit. Ugh. Like, oh, it's so, oh, I got chills. It's disgusting. Yeah. Ugh. And just, I, I made sure, but it was not a scratch and sniff. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) 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 Moving moving forward to the event times of Parabellum. So it's starting at uh, 0800 on Saturday, July 18th. That's when gates open. Um. So for all you people that aren't uh, traveling, um, then show up nice and early. Show up nice and early for that. Uh, that's really that's a good time for gates to open too. Yeah. Uh, then at ten o'clock is when your registration check-in is going to be. So that's great. Twelve is when the briefing for the game starts. Um, so awesome. that kind of gives you a nice little time zone to do all your chrono and everything. I really don't think they're going to be allowing any sort of chrono the night before or anything now. Yeah, so you got four hours from 8 till noon to get your shit together. Yeah. I always like to get it done as soon as possible, and then you can just bum around. Yeah, then you're not not rushing. You're relaxed. Um, So, yeah, 12 o'clock's a briefing, and then uh, 1 o'clock, 1,300. 1,300 hours. Is when the game officially starts, and it goes all the way until 0,700 on Sunday morning. Um, Yeah. So that's the times you guys got to remember and uh, give you a little a little read through of what they say of how driving in and the, the safety measures they're going to take. 
Um, upon arrival at PRZ, you will be greeted in the laneway leading to the parking lot by Black Cell staff. You will be given your Black Cell fake face mask at this point. So that's the face mask that they had made. So that's good that they're giving it to you before you even get out of your car. So yep. don't really have to worry about anything. Uh, you're, you're required to wear the face mask in any location where you are unable to maintain a safe 2 meter distance from anyone outside your social circle. Now that's one, one thing I don't really like. Your social circle, it, it's going to be funny because you know when we show up at games, like everyone just starts everyone out. in my circle, that's for sure. Yeah, like, we're, we're social circle oh, with everyone. Oh man. Uh, so it's better if we just wear the mask as soon as we get there. Yeah. Uh, it says your social circle is limited to 10 people and you should remain with this group as much as possible and maintain a two meter distance from other groups as much as possible. Um, as much as possible. As much as possible. I will do my best. I guess I can't run up and open mouth kiss all the boys this time. Maybe next time. Uh, this time it's my turn. <laughs> so on the playing field, a face cover will be required indoors at all times. Outside, you can safely remove the mask if you are with your social circle or at a large distance away from others. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um, and then the, the next part of the rules. It's all in the rules if you go to the Black Cell Presents Parabellum. Yeah. Um, there's another big section about what how they're really doing the lockboxes and definitely something that everyone should look into. Um, I really do think that this game is going to be... A blast! I think there, I think there's no way there's not going to be some kinks, but Black Cell has first time, definitely, first time yeah. And Black Cell has proven time and time again that they take the kinks and approve them for the next year. Like every one of Black Cell's game is a reoccurring um, game. So yeah, like Narco. Yeah, Nar and Narcos. We went last down. year. It was flaw. I thought it was flawless. Yeah, it was great. I uh, it was a great time. Yeah. Dark Zone also was the first year, or was I forget if it was the first year running that one or not. Um, I was command for that. I and think there, it was the first time. Yeah, and there was definitely some kinks to it, but nothing that made it like too. I don't broken. remember any. I don't remember yeah. any issues with about it. Just from um, a, just from a command stance, I could see a few issues just because there was. So they put like all the props out onto the field, and then. So you'd like have to find stuff and like bring it back. Yeah. Well, there was one point, and then you, like each team had different objectives, but you didn't exactly know what your objectives were. Oh. Um, like a hundred percent. Like I was supposed to find missile parts. Well, we kept coming across like these body bags. So I was like, well, fuck it, take those too, bring those back here. May as well. And then it got to be something. <laughs> and then we found a bunch of laptops. So I brought all the laptops back, and then it turned out that the other team. Had needed body bags and laptops, and I had All body bags and laptops and no missile parts, and so it kind of, it was really cool how it like added because there was also you could do base raids and stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, it was funny because like it definitely put a standstill at the game when the other people were out looking for these parts that they didn't realize could also be like in my CP for a while. <laughs> Sorry, I was. I was just remembering about that game because I didn't know anything about the whole body bag thing <laughs> until because uh, our CP was that uh, Southfield corner where that RV is. So that's where all the body bags were. And I went around it to take a leak and I look over. <laughs> all of a sudden I just see a row of body bags. And I was like, what the fuck is going on Yeah, no, here? there was a couple times where I was, like, looking around. That was terrifying. I was looking around CP, and I was like, there's a pile of body bags. I mean, like, a pile. There's, like, 24 of them. Bodies. Or like that. 
bodies. And they had them all, like, wrapped up in... So it was, like, plastic, but then they, like, put, like... The heads know. and stuff, and it's just, like... Yeah, they put ties away around it to, like, make like it look... Movie? Yeah, oh. and then I had everyone, like, line them up, and then I took a bunch of Snapchats of me doing, like, fire lines and stuff like that. Because <laughs> that's what I do when I command, I Snapchat. Yeah. Brian was not happy with me that game. I, I spent, no. like, the entire game on Tinder. But we won. So I... Two, what was it, two hours? I think early? it was, like, two or four hours early. Yeah. So... Man, I was so happy to be done. Such yeah. a fun game, but, like, my calf was, like, seized... It was fucking and, cold that night, and it too. it was cold. Well, it was also raining that day, too. And, man, I had a great time. But, like, at 4.30 in the morning, one of the Aegis guys, Lion, comes up to me. And he's just like, hey, man, how you doing? And I'm just like, I'll be honest, man. I'm not doing too good right now. <laughs> he's just like, here, have some hand warmers. I'm like, oh. So, oh. funny story about those hand warmers. Oh, don't ruin it. No, okay, yeah, actually, never mind. Oh, I won't ruin it. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's, it, that's privilege. That's, it's privilege knowledge. Uh, there's, Aegis gives out hand warmers because they're like the nicest guys in Airsoft. Yes. Um, great fucking guys. Great fucking guys. Always there to, you know, they always have a full stock of hand warmers. So, if you're playing like a cold game and it gets whatever, um, definitely hit them up. Hit them up. They'll usually actually just come to you and offer them to you. That's the, they'll go out of their way to do that. So I know there's been a, quite a few times where I've been lucky enough to have local thingies and I grab those. Um, yeah. They'll, so it's, if you throw them up in your helmet or whatever, keep your head nice and warm around your ears. Yeah. They're nice boys. Like nice that. boys. Nice boys. Uh, lion, not lion, uh, bear, AKA Gabe. Or I guess that would be the other way around. That's the other way. Uh, him and I have been big Pokemon Gabe players lately. So, what? Gabe Gabe's is bear. bear, yeah. Uh, we've been playing a lot of Pokemon, so that's great. Just nerding it up. I didn't realize he was a big Pokemon nerd. I and Lion either. is a big D&D guy, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Ah. But that kind of kind of brings us into... Look at that. More games for me not to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kind of brings us into what have... Like, what's Noah have been up to... Over this whole break, it's been oh, it's crazy. I think it's been months. Yeah, like realistically, for the first two months until until the rules started loosening up a little bit, we didn't hang out as a team. No. Um, like I I posted a picture. You had come and parked in my or on the road one time. And we talked to each other, and that was the only time that we saw each other for like a while, two or so months. Yeah, because T- Teresa and I were driving around or something like that. <clears throat> Can't go anywhere. And it's just like, you know what? I know Mitch is home. Let's just uh, let's grab, grab a coffee and just say, hey. Yeah. So that was wild. <clears throat> it's weird to think we're here now. We're almost going into phase three. Yeah. And I kind of think after phase three, as long as everyone's like not idiots, it will be just feel like normal life. But it's also weird that this feels like the norm. That we're like excited. Like when stuff opens up, it's like, oh, yay, we get to do things. Ooh, I'm allowed to go shopping. I can do things. Bands. It's like, ooh. But um, yeah, people are definitely taking that whole. Oh, the mall's open. I'm I'm gonna go now. Now there's so yeah, there's so many people that are the people that are the problem. Yeah, that it's like oh, malls are open. Let's every single person go to the mall. Or when parks and stuff are open up, you have hundreds of people going. Or like beach because it's hot out. Like I get it, it's hot out, but like. There were so many people at all the local beaches. Mm-hmm. That's right. We got multiple beaches. Um, yeah. There there was a law enforcement there telling people to leave. Because yeah. Because it was so highly populated. It's like, 
I feel if I went to the beach and I saw like a hundred people there, I'd probably turn around. Yeah. Like, well, no. Try another one. There's so many other beaches. Yeah. It's, it's lake beaches. It's not ocean beaches. Let's be real. But hey, swimming is swimming, and it's fucking hot out. It is. Yeah, what else have we been doing? So about about two months in, we started hanging out with the team again, especially when they opened it up to 10 people allowed being able to oh, baby. do a thing. We started having bonfires and parties again. Yeah. Um, so that was Online fun. birthdays. Yeah, we did. That, that's another way that we kind of did our part. We did you and Karen's thing online. Yeah. We got Wait Girl Wasted online. And you know what? That was actually kind of fun being like the Zoom doing, what do we do in Discord? Or that was Zoom? Discord. Discord. Um, just like drinking at your own house, but then being able to talk to people and then when you didn't want to be there anymore, you just go, okay, bye. Bye, bye. hang up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was good. And we did a whole lot of gaming. Um, yeah, just all the Call of Duty. Cause let's be real. That, that shit has really gone, like turned to amazing game now. I love the new Call of Duty game. The new Call of Duty is so much better. I hated Call of Duty for a bit because it's just like, same shit every day, and then they got Warzone now, and that's good. Yeah, it adds, it adds up like a really nice uh, twist to it. I'm personally like, I don't mind Warzone, but I've never been a big fan of Battle Royale games. Oh, uh, that's fair. Um, like any of the other ones either, but Warzone's definitely like the best one out of all of them, I would say. Yeah. Um, but with I uh, do like PUBG a little bit more, only because you can actually customize the weapon you picked up. Yeah. And I think that's just but a I'm bit... Not, you get used to it. It's a bit of a streamlined thing, I think. It make, made it easier for a lot of people to come in instead of like trying to be like, oh, this attachment's better than that attachment, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I mean, I really liked it, too. I really liked the uh, Blackout mode or whatever. I've heard a lot of people say that Blackout was better than Warzone, um, but I didn't play it enough. I don't play either enough. Oh, was really. that with the other Call of Duty? Yeah, Call of Duty uh, Black Ops 4 or whatever. Yeah, that was okay. That was... Yeah. It was good. It felt kind of Fortnite-ish. Yeah, it really did. A little too cartoony. Um, but yeah, so we've been playing a lot of games. Our team, oh, even man. when COVID's not happening, our team games a lot together. We kind of use that as our online communication practice, practice if you will. Yeah, especially in the winter time. Yeah. But now we just had to extend it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's like that kind of stuff. A bunch of us um, all play Dungeons and Dragons together, so that's been a... I yeah. think that took up like 12 hours of our week last week. Played three times for like four hours each. Yeah, it was nice having the house to myself. Yeah. Kandu <laughs> started playing with us, but he wasn't a fan, so he's. The not game a- is fine. It's just when there's a lot of us there, and I pick a character who who's like an archer, and my thing is to shoot two arrows every turn, but my turn happens every hour. It gets, that gets boring. That, no, that's totally reasonable. I, t- so, I can agree with that. Small base, sure, but. I don't. I just don't want that big of a commitment. Yeah. Um. I already have a life one happening. So it's true. I'm yeah. I guess that's kind of been a lot. That's of, been my plan. That's been my whole time. A lot of your planning for the wedding, which is, I mean, what a better, what a better time for everything to happen All when you like have nothing else to do other than plan wedding stuff. Plan a wedding that might not happen. Yeah, that's great. It's true. She. You never it's, know. She could get cold feet. She could. Yeah. She could go get <laughs> get cold feet. Uh, but definitely now that with the, with the pandemic going to phase three and stuff like that, um, it's definitely looking better. Invitations just went out to so check your email. I like it going. Ah, you're a 
groomsmen, so you're set. Okay, yeah. Do I still we, get we jump? built we built picnic tables the other day? Yeah, a lot. It's actually funny. I'm trying was, to think how much good. stuff we've kind of got to do together over this over everything. On one hand, it almost it doesn't really feel like it's affected us that that much either. Like all it's really been is like, okay, we can't go out to bars. Yeah, I miss the I, I miss bada bing. I, I miss pubs. Uh, I went. Yeah. One realization I had is that it's going to be a long time before we can do karaoke. Yeah. Uh, our team used to do karaoke like almost every weekend. Like together. every weekend. Um, it was so fun. So much fun. Uh, now, but now that bars changed this, to a nice bar. They still have karaoke though. But yeah, it's not but the same. No, it's a nice bar. It's not a shithole bada bings. It's not a, a dive. It's a nice bar. Like they probably have locking bathrooms. I bet they'll start frowning on all the fights I get into there. <laughs> I'll just still call nine one one. You're my boy. <laughs> I got them on speed dial. <laughs> what a great bar. We've had some we've had some awesome nights there. Oh man. But uh, so many birthdays. It's been great because so Karen, the newest member of the team, NO2 Soap. Not uh, newest. Not the newest. Oh right. We just that's actually a, another huge thing. Uh I'll get into that in a sec. But with um with Karen, got to teach her when we had got into our relationship, I warned her in advance. I'm like, hey, just so you know, like, I'm a huge nerd. Uh, and so I don't think she really understood what I meant. And then I've had three months to teach her how to play all the video games and Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons. So, But she's that loving it. Poor thing. She's loving it. I was surprised. I was like... She has a great game face. I didn't really give her much of a choice, though. I was like, this is what I'm doing, so you have to do it now, too. She doesn't have to do it. She has to. Teresa D's and D's, I don't. Yeah, but but the thing is, is that if Teresa told you you had to, you would. You would not say no, Teresa. I would, like, Teresa was like, I would These question are... her. I'm like, who are you, Mitch? Yeah. And she'd rule. be like, oh, no. Oh, oh no. You're like, oh, no, not again. Teresa makes the rules. If she... <laughs> it's her little break. For... It's you guys' little break from each other. Hey, man, you need your own thing, <laughs> and she can have that. But uh, I got my Call of Duty. Speaking of our newest member, though, we recently newest, added Brian. Oldest. Yeah, our oldest newest member. Sorry, no, Curdy's older. Oh, is he? By like two years. I'll never accept that, though. Yeah. Um, Brian Favell has been on a huge friend of the team for forever. Monster. Well, he is a monster of a person. I've been uh, talking about him on this podcast for a long time. He's been two IC or. Radio at every milsim that I've commanded. He's doing 2SC for me this weekend. Um, Can someone please make him a commander for a game? Yeah, I would love to play under him. Because um, he, he, he is amazing. One thing I find with <clears throat> milsim, especially Ontario milsim, is like they'll find two commanders for the year and then they just get like spread across like every game. Yeah, which doesn't make sense. It makes sense if they do well. So if why my, were you asked to do a bunch? I, uh, I'm pretty oh. sure we won. We tied one game against Jamie Nardak, which is a victory. Cause that guy's a fucking. He's a real. He's real deal. He knows what he's doing. He's fucking. He he's run NPAC as an amazing team for who knows how long. The college. The college. Like he's ran mill sims. He's done everything. Like come on, going up against that and said you got me fucking nomads frat boy, and yeah. we tied. So and then we won Dark Zone. So I got a pretty good track record. Did I come in another game? There's, I feel like I did one or more. You were supposed oh, to. Oh, and then no, that was Daybreak. And then Parabellum will be this one. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna win that one too. So, and we'll then see. I'll, and then I'll take my my two victories, one tie, and I'll retire from commanding forever. 
Just a constant win? Just, yeah. And then I'll pretend that I didn't even tie that one game. And then I'll lie about it. And I'll say I did win because no one's going to remember. It was a great defeat or win, victory. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Um, but yeah, so. water, though. I know. I wanna, hits you. Hits you good. Um, but Brian has been officially welcomed onto the team. He was a member of another team at the time, another local Niagara team. Yeah. But, uh, and so. He had said we had kind of looked into him a long time ago just because the amount that we played with him, yeah. Um, but out of respect, didn't want to, and his idea too, didn't want to basically poach him from that team. Um, basically, uh, whenever you feel like it, that you got a key to the door, like it's yeah, it's we, we had kind of extended to him, like whenever you know, if you're ever looking for to join a team, uh, you're more than welcome. To join ours, and also yeah. you're welcome to every Millstone we go to, even if you're not on the team kind of thing. Um, he's kind of the only one that's ever really got that invitation. I would say that and Dodge, but, I mean... Yeah, if Dodge he, never... He's on a pretty big team. Yeah, Dodge never leaving Force Recon, but if he they're, does... They're going to have to explode first. Yeah, if he does... Actually, all you Force Recon boys are welcome on. Everyone from... Uh, just, just the Chris's. Give me the Chris's. Yeah, just the Chris's. <laughs> Don't even say that. Fucking Jane Dobbs will lose it. All they already the think we're trying to steal their remember, players. Remember we said they probably don't listen to us? Yeah. Like, Again, five minutes, like 10 or 20 minutes after you posted it, I get a text. Oh, we listen, boys. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> now it's just a running joke on here. We talk about how we're going to try and take all the uh, Force Recon members. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I'm going to take Dobbs' kid to take him to the races nice yeah go play some go-karts yeah i would love to would you like to go yeah <laughs> um it's not doesn't he do like actual like semi-legitimate racing his, his kid does like it's like real shit it's not go-karts right it's like it's like pro go-kart nice well because they're kids they're like six or whatever it is but like man you can do so much cool shit as a kid when you have a dad when you have a dad that loves you and has money from playing Force Recon games, it's, <laughs> it's pretty great. The the most lucrative team in Ontario Airsoft. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's really all we've been up to. So we got a new member. Um, really going to start packing this week for Parabellum. Yeah. Um, Maybe, oh, we did a little training here and there on the field. Yeah, we did some training here and there when we could. We played a few. Uh, I played DMZ a lot this year. Yeah, um, that was fun. I really have a new appreciation for DMZ, which is great. Yeah, um, I think you said that on your last one. Yeah, I don't... I haven't played any of that Speedsoft stuff yet that I said I was going to. Um, just not, the hard I never, part was I that, never said I would play it. I said I would do the commentary with you yeah. for it. The hard part is it's on to do. Friday. It's on a Friday night. Ugh. And, like, you'd think that'd be easier because, like, bars and stuff are closed right now. It was, like, like, last Friday? Hell no. It's way too hot for that kind of thing. Yeah. So, but it looks like that's going well for them. Um, So, we're still not doing any commentary or anything for that. But that'll be something that comes up in the future, hopefully. Um, Or not. We'll see what kind of happens there. Yeah. Um, But Mocha's been phenomenal with your uh, second doe coming up. Yeah. He, He went above and beyond. I was just like, yo, do you mind hooking me up with, like... A gift card or something like that and he's just like here's a several hundred dollar pistol setup like pistol i forget what the pistol exactly is but that with like a really cool like flip red dot extra extended mag thing like a little cap yeah the the Um, mag grip thing 
bag of BBs and green gas and stuff like that. It was super cool. Um, no, that's awesome. That's yeah. great to see some support from the community for that. I mean, obviously our team is uh, very well known in the community, so it was really nice of him to kind of extend that and helps to be well liked as well. Helps to be liked. That's kind of that's kind of the takeaway. Don't be known, be liked. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's a lot of known teams out there. Well, I think, yeah, we kind of, when, when Nomad first started, we definitely went with the any publicity is good publicity uh, approach. And then we were known as the drunks. But Which then... wasn't, but wasn't the worst thing to be, because it wasn't the drunks that people don't like. It was the drunks that people liked and then turned to love, and then it was like the Chris Hemsworth of Extraction, where it's like, he's a drunk, but he's getting shit done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then over the over the last probably I'd say over the past like year, maybe two years, we've definitely been not pulling away, but we're not partying nearly as hard as we were. We're all getting a little bit older now. Well, there's the nightfall kegger and stuff yeah, like we're that. still we're not, like we're not doing a kegger every single game we're playing at, mm-hmm. but we're definitely bringing enough. Yeah, we're definitely going to be hopefully as long as we can this year. We will be like, doing nightfall keggers again. Um, like there's the nightfall kegger, but then there's the Narco Boys Weekend. Narcos Boys Weekend is from the time that you get there, you just try and survive. Yeah, it's a survival game. Yeah, it's that's just our throwaway. Have a big party with the boys. What a better what a better place to do it with, uh, like than at um, the Black Soul game with the boys. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So thanks for coming on again. Um, well, thank you for having me. No problem. I thought this would be a great. Great opportunity for us to kind of go over some of the Parabellum rules with it coming up next week. A little refresher for anybody. Um, there'll more than likely be a after report. I think um, chances are no promises, but I might do a little like Wednesday or Thursday, a little half hour podcast, a little talk about everything. So maybe I'll get you in uh, over for that. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Well, thanks. Thanks for coming on. You have a great fucking day. You too, bud. Have a great fucking day. Thanks for tuning in again, guys. That was a great interview there with uh, Candu, one of my best friends. Always great to get a chance to have him over, have a few drinks, and kind of talk into the talk into the microphone. It's like you guys have heard, it's one of those things that we started up a couple years ago together, and been doing every now and then, except for that uh, little seven month break I took from podcasting at all. So, but the hiatus is over. You got your other episode back, and we're ready for this week's great fucking guy of the week. And that today goes to Cody Cook. Um, for those of you that don't maybe know him, he's the squad lead right now, I believe, for Inc. Um, Inc.'s an airsoft team out of the London area, I believe. Um, they've been amazing supporters of Nomad since they've been in the uh, in the Milsim community. I know as a team, they're a little bit newer. Uh, I think they, I think they kind of got. Uh, um, I don't know if they were around the same year that Nomad started really Milsiming together um, or not. But they have been a huge presence in all of Ontario Milsim. I've played probably five or six games with them over the last year or so. Um, well, last year and the year before that, not so much this one. The year the year's kind of shut down. But um, 
great group of players on Inc. Uh, they have, uh, they have, they're another team that has a female player Cass, who I've talked about quite a few times. She's, uh, she's been an awesome supporter of, um, my new girlfriend, new member of the team, Karen. Uh, so it's kind of great to, great to see other strong females in the community. Uh, but Cody himself has been an amazing guy. Always goes out of his way to like, and comment on all the podcast stuff really does his own part to support the channel and the team. Just an all around great fucking guy, really doing good things with that team over there. Um, nice to see that that team's growing a bit and it's, I actually had a, um, had a chance to command them at daybreak last year and they, they really put in the effort needed to uh, to be a really great squad during that game. So great to see that team growing, and uh, great to see Cody everywhere, chan- uh, everywhere, and every chance I get. So Cody, go ahead and shoot me a message when you listen to this, and I got a little package for you. But anyways, guys, thanks for tuning in again. This has been your bi-weekly Monday podcast, and I still argue as long as it's posted sometime Monday, it's a Monday podcast. So. Uh, Hope you guys had a great fucking weekend and uh, talk to you guys later.